Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy, co-hosted by me, Zivi Owens, and Tracy Cox, who is the author of 17 books and an international sex expert. We are the duo behind the TikTok viral sensation account called With Zivi and Tracy, and you should definitely listen to this podcast in which I ask Tracy three anonymously sourced questions each episode, which you can also enter at www.sextalkwithzivyandtracy.com and it's sextalk, S-E-X-T-O-K, to reflect our TikTok viral success. I hope you enjoy. Enter your questions on our website, listen up, send it to friends, and please rate and review our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy. Hi, Tracy. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? She's looking very blonde today, which is looking lovely. All the oh, thank you. The front. Thank you. Yes, I have one little bit of blonde in the front and the rest is turning slowly black <laughs> and gray, which is lovely. But <laughs> before we go into our episode, I just want to reiterate again for the sake of my own marriage that these are not my questions and that they are these anonymously sourced questions. And especially on our TikTok channel where it's saying things like, my husband cheated on me on Bachelor Night. That is not my husband. That is not my marriage. These questions are not mine. So there we go. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> they're definitely not Zibby's questions. And they're not mine either, just in case anyone's thinking that it's my husband who was used to be so paranoid, like probably your husband is. But I've been doing this for so long, Zibby, that he now realizes that people don't think like that. They know. They know that it's not your marriage. Don't you worry a bit. Right. But I am not an international sex expert. I am this random book podcaster <laughs> who happens to be doing this podcast with you. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Look, listen, I think it's very obvious. But yes, let's reiterate one more okay. time. Okay. these questions are Zibby's questions. Okay. All right. Thank you for that was my peace of mind and my, you know, most important relationships. Thank you. Okay. So, and this is our show number 17. Isn't that crazy? We're like rocking and rolling here. Okay. Question number one. Is it? No, you can see my paper. I'm going to hold the paper up. So everybody is completely (laughs) sure that we've printed these. These are our questions. Okay. Is it normal for couples to have sex in the same position every single time? We only ever have sex in two positions, me on top and him on top. He has no problem having orgasms that way, but I do. He always gives me an orgasm through oral sex, but I would like to at least try for one during intercourse. Any suggestions on which positions are best? Of course, I have suggestions. But can I just say that most couples move between about three positions? So you only do two, but that's only one off. I mean, most couples just use three favorites and they are generally him on top, hair on top and him from behind. But there are actually 600 documented 
intercourse positions, 600 of them, Zivi, can you imagine? But they wow. are all variants on the, the five that everybody uses, which are the three that we've just said, and then you add side-by-side positions and standing positions. So they're all just variants of that. And um, I've done a couple of Kama Sutra books, and honestly, it is more about what's happening on the inside of your body than in just one placement of a toe differently. And so, you know, <laughs> the five basics, you pretty much covered the lot. The good news is for men is that men orgasm in pretty much all of these positions. The bad news for women is that they tend not to. So only 20% of women can orgasm without that extra clitoral stimulation. I get that in as often as I possibly can, Zibi, because I'm astonished when people don't realize this. But most women need stimulation of the tip of the clitoris, which is the bit you can see at the top of the vulva, or the inner clitoris, which is the bit that lies below that and runs down the sides of the vulva and sort of down the sides of your legs. So what we know is that for the 20% who can orgasm through penetration, they tend to do it one of two ways. Number one, they always choose positions that aim for the front vaginal wall, which is the bit under your tummy, okay? Now, that is the home of the mythical G-spot. So who knows whether there's an actual spot, but we do know that that area of the front vaginal wall is particularly sensitive. So anything that aims his penis in that direction is going to give you a higher chance of having an orgasm that way. The other thing that women who orgasm without having to add extra stimulation is that they choose positions that also indirectly tug the clitoris, pull the clitoris. And often these women, they've done, can you imagine being in charge of this study? They've done the studies where they measure the where the clitoris is in relation to the entrance of the vagina. Actually, I think it was self-reporting, it has to be said. And <laughs> women who have closer clitorises to the opening of the vagina have more orgasms through penetration, which makes sense, doesn't it? Because Whenever the clitoris is going to get indirectly stimulated, it's it's obviously normal thrusting is going to stimulate you more if your clitoris is closer to the entrance of the vagina. So that is an anatomical thing that you can't do anything about, but you can choose positions that make that more likely to happen. Now, the easiest way of all to add to up your orgasm quota through intercourse is to get yourself a slimline vibrator, one that's not too big, not so small that you're going to drop it, that you just hold on the clitoral area during any intercourse position. So that's the easiest way to do it. Another thing you can try is what's called the bridge position. And this is kind of a bit of a psychological exercise. So all that means is that you, um, maybe while he's inside you, you use a vibrator or your fingers or his fingers to get yourself just to the point where you're just about to climax. And then you stop all stimulation and he continues to thrust and his thrusting will usually push you over the edge. Now, it's a matter of semantics, really, but to some men, sometimes that's really important that it's just his penis alone that's helping him do it. And some women are the same. So you could use that method. In terms of the best female-friendly method to orgasm in, it is you on top by far. The reason why is that the more control you have over orgasm, the more likely you are to have one. So if you're on top, you can control the angle, the speed, how you thrust, okay? So that is the most important thing. Now, when you get on top, don't do what everybody does, and that's straddle. So with your knees on the bed or on the floor, instead of straddling, squat. So put your feet on the floor. Now, it's a lot more uncomfortable and a lot more athletic, but when you've got your feet on the bed, 
I don't think I have the core strength for that. <laughs> you can use your arms to this to, to lean on. I don't even think I have the arm strength anymore. Yes, you, right? You're doing like a you're basically doing a tricep dip in this position. Yes, Is that right? Well, right. No, no, no. I would I would see you put your arms backward. Actually, that's not bad. That's good. That would angle directly for a great hit to the G spot, right? But I was thinking of arms forward. But you can use if you put your arms down to balance, you can do it. Arms there. forward. Oh, okay. I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. All right. But anyway, another good thing, which you just mentioned, is if you get him to sit down with his legs straight, you straddle and then you lean backward, right? So that actually positions it really well as well. So that's a really good one if you're going to try for stimulation of the front vaginal wall. Another really good one is what's called the pinner position. And this works really well with lots of women. It's not something that most women think about, but you lie flat on the bed. He lies on top of you, face down, and penetrates from behind. So you've got his full body weight on you, okay? Now, this obviously doesn't work if you, he's enormous and you're tiny because you just get squashed. But say in your <laughs> position, that's just compatible. <laughs> For you, I'm picturing all these women like suffocating because okay. Anyway, go ahead. Let's not kill anyone off. Yeah, exactly. So assuming that you're, you know, like compatible weights and heights and stuff. So he, you're lying face forward. He's lying on top of you. It puts all the pressure, the weight of him on top of you, puts a very nice pressure on all of that area. So if you slip your hand in between the bed and your body and stimulate your own clitoris, it can result in a very good intense orgasm lots of women really like this so it sounds weird but give it a try lots of women masturbate that way by the way they'll lie face down on the bed and then put their hand down in between themselves in the bed and I think it's when you're scared you might get caught I think we get into that style if you do it when you're younger and you're worried your parents will come into the door because it's less less obvious way to masturbate anyway so try that the other one to try is him from behind because that just gives a direct hit to the the sweet spot the the front vaginal wall and also leaves you free to you know stimulate yourself give yourself a helping hand some other general tips firm pillows are your best friend for this you put them underneath your bottom and they you know, angle the vagina in just the way you want. So it's a case of experimenting and moving around with the angles. Also, you can try pulling your knees up. That gives them a direct hit. Or you can lift your legs high and keep them straight. Again, a bit of an athletic pose. And or you can put them on top of his shoulders. That's another way. And again, that will just angle everything just right. The other thing that I would strongly recommend is to get him to ride high. Now, by that, I mean, assume he's on top right? Get him to penetrate and then get him to move towards your head. So just move up a bit. And what this does is it rocks the base of the penis against the clitoris every time he thrusts. So he'll feel a bit awkward to begin with because it's almost like he's coming out, but it really does work. And this is the basis of the coital alignment technique, the cat technique, which is also worth looking up if you're trying to orgasm purely through penetration. But of course, if all else fails, and you don't just get it without the extra stimulation, just reach down and grab that trusty vibrator that you've placed near the bed. You are such a vibrator fan. I feel like this is like you, you the vibrator features into almost every answer in some way. But it's so useful. It's so they are so <laughs> useful. They're useful for making women orgasm who've never had an orgasm because they know what to aim for. They're fantastic for masturbation, which I'm always a big fan of because it keeps your libido high. They're the best thing to use to give extra clitoral stimulation because if you use fingers, they get knocked out of the way and it's hassle using fingers. So they're just easy, easy, easy. And yes, I'm a huge fan. (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> I justified myself properly. Okay. All right. Okay. I get it. Okay. Question number two. I'm dating a much younger man. I'm 52 and he's 41 and the sex is fantastic. I'm newly divorced and I wasn't looking for much more than just fun, but now I can feel myself falling for him. He says the age difference doesn't worry him and he feels the same way, but does it ever work out? I feel like I'm just setting myself up for heartbreak. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Well, I mean, I married a younger man, but... Anyway. I married a younger man. So mine's four years younger and yours is four? No. Five. Five, five slash five and a half, yeah. Yeah, well, like mine, actually mine's four, four and a half, if you want to be technical. Yeah. So both of us have married younger men. I personally think anything under 10 years is pretty manageable if you're both pretty invested in the relationship. And you're only one year out by this lady who's written in is only one year out because of the she's only like there's only an 11 year difference. So I think we can count you in the under 10 years, quite frankly. And I think also it matters much less the older that you get. I mean, 52 year old dating a 41 year old is absolutely fine. I think 32, 21, different because you're a much different person at 20, 32 than you are 21. If you want to go really creepy when he was 21, no, when you were 21, he was 10. So let's not think about things like that. But I've only told yeah. because I honestly do think that older men, younger women, um, you know, yeah, that's no, the other way around. Older women, younger men work really, really well as a good combination. The pros, of course, of going out with somebody younger is that youth is extremely attractive. And I mean, mentally as well as physically, I think young people are full of energy, they're vital, they're optimistic, and they're less world-weary and cynical. And that whole thing about grumpy old men, there are a hell of a lot of men I know over the, you know, nudge past 50 and they're just miserable and bitter and twisted and and I mean god if you can find a nice young person who's all fresh and full of life and vital why not go for it and of course the sex is fantastic because you've got not only a nice hard muscly body in front of you you've got a penis that is pleased to see you within seconds I mean most young guys have got boundless sexual stamina they have strong desire for sex and you know lots of women reach their sexual peak and by sexual peak I mean you know when you're happiest with sex and most comfortable with sex post 40. So it's quite a good match, the younger man, older woman combo. Well, given all those pluses, why aren't we all at it? Well, there are cons, of course. And do you know, statistic wise, how about this? 8% of married heterosexual couples across all Western countries have an age gap of 10 years or more, 8%. That's so tiny. 
of that was the 2018 figure, by the way. Nearly all of that statistic is old men with younger women, older men with younger women, and only one percent of that eight percent are older women with younger men. So only one percent of all straight couples have an age gap difference of 10 years or more with the woman being the older person. So you are absolutely- I actually think that might even be higher than I would have thought. I feel like that you hardly ever hear of that, 10 years or more with the woman being- must be my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, most of my friends are way younger than me and they all go out with young men. I don't know why. Maybe I'll just attract- It's so funny that you attract the friends that are so like you, isn't it? Because I was going to say, I'm surprised it's so low. I would have thought it was interesting. Yeah, so that is interesting. But you do have things to negotiate. And having been in these type of relationships, I can tell you that there are points you have to negotiate. The number one that trips up most couples with this combination is children. I mean, does, you know, if you're 52, so you probably either had your kids or probably passed, you know, wanting them now. He's 41. He could easily turn around and father a family if he hasn't got one already. So that trips up a lot of couples, particularly this combination around with the older woman and the younger guy. It helps to have the same points of reference. And I mean, if you're talking about, you know, oh yeah, Mick Jagger in the Rolling Stones. And he's like, what? What are you talking about? And, you know, and you're watching them watch endless hours of YouTube videos and thinking, what is that? I mean, you can, it helps if you're on the same page, you know, literally, it really does help. But again, that 41, 52, you probably are, have probably do have the same points of cultural references anyway. I think money can be a problem. Usually the older person makes more, but at 41, again, he's probably financially stable. The other thing that doesn't change no matter what age you are is you do slip into these allotted roles where one's the pupil and one's the teacher, particularly when you are at that 10 years or more point where you know, you're always going to be the older wiser. They're always going to be the person who feels like they don't know as much as you. And that can work for some couples quite like that power power dynamic, but lots of couples just don't like that power dynamic. So that can sometimes trip you up. And also the other thing is the wrong age and stage. So this is where I think you'll probably be okay, particularly where you are. But say you get a, a you know, a, a student or somebody who's, who's, you know, quite carefree and not really interested in work and matched up with somebody who happens to be at the peak of their career. You know, there's a reason why people of the same age get together because you're doing the same things at the same times. And where it might hit you is later on, like when you want to retire, he might be, you know, at the peak of his career and not wanting to. So you could hit that. But we're fast tracking ahead here. The biggest factor to predict whether age gap relationships are successful is what? What do you reckon it is, Sibin? Oh, it's a quiz. <laughs> the biggest factor. Are you going to say something like sexual compatibility? No. Okay. All right. The biggest factor for why people would say, I don't know. I mean, mean, compatibility. It has to be like how compatible you are. It's like, no, do you know what it is? It's social approval. It's whether or not your friends and your families are cool with it. If you're surrounded, yes, it it plays such a huge part. If you're surrounded by people who are like, what are you doing? He's always got people in his ear. What are you doing? She's got people saying, what are you doing? And there, and you know, it's such a big strain on the relationship because there's already a strain. But if people around you are saying, don't worry about it, it's fine. Look how well you two get on. It really, really helps. That's the single biggest predictor for age gap relationships. How about that? Wow. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? When I, I think it's true, though, having been in that situation, I think it's true. But I think, I reckon the bottom line is five years or less, don't even think about it. If you're into each other, it doesn't matter. Ten years, as long as you're a bit bendy, you're probably going to be, but you know what I mean? If you're willing to bend, you're probably going to be okay. 
Over 10, it can be very difficult. But again, you're only one year in that. But also at the end of the day, love is a risk. Love is always a risk. You could you could match up with some guy your own age who's boring, middle-aged, big fat beer gut, yuck, and still get dumped. So you might as well go for the hot young guy that you're having great sex with. Why not? <laughs> oh my gosh I love that by the way with the culture thing when I got together with my husband I made him watch like all these 80s movies that I had grown up with because I was like we cannot like we have to stop what we were going to do today and you have to sit here and watch St. Elmo's Fire right now like end of story so I agree I agree yeah okay question number three my partner and I don't own any sex toys, but would like to try some. Can you tell me what are the top three sex toys you would recommend for couples who are trying them for the first time? We've been together eight years and I feel like we're in a bit of a sex rut. Do you know, again, we're talking about vibrance. Again, look, sex toys are just brilliant and because they are instant, fun, low effort, low cost way to zap up your sex life. It takes zero imagination to just go online and pick a few. I would suggest, and also... Sex toys used to be things you did on your own and used them on your own. But now, I mean, they are such a big market now, couples toys, because it is such an easy way to spice things up. So heartily approve of your choice. I would do, okay, the three things I would buy. I would buy some kind of, no surprise here, some kind of vibrator for her. Because you can use it on him as well, I would definitely not go for a rabbit. The reason why is everybody goes to the rabbit, especially if you're not au fait with sex toys because it's the one you know right it's the most famous but the thing is that they are meant to be inserted and then the little clitoral ears work on the clitoris most women turn them around and just use the clitoral ears so you're paying for lots of the product that you're not actually using and you can just buy a vibrator that does the little flicky ear thing without having to buy the rest of it so I would not go for a rabbit I would invest in a little bullet vibe which are about the size of a tampon they're so cheap they're strong vibration they're lovely and versatile you can take it with you they don't look like a sex toy so they'd be perfect if you've got children or I would buy a just really slim classic torpedo vibe you know just the classic shape that's small enough that you can maybe use for role play hold it on the clitoris during intercourse but I would definitely buy some kind of vibrator that you can use on each other not that men particularly like vibrators being used on them is that what you're gonna say maybe you could maybe you could send a couple links and we'll put them in the notes for this episode so when people are listening they could just click on the links of things you like we'll do that um the other thing for him oh why we're on the topic don't insert things that don't have a flared base I know I say that all the time, but if you're going to insert anything up the anus, it's okay up the vagina because it's got an end, don't insert anything that doesn't have a flared base, which stops it being sucked up and inside because that's not something that you want when you're trying to spice up your sex life or any time at all, quite frankly. Um, for him, I would probably buy a male masturbatory sleeve, again, because they're simple and they are a really good effective sex toy for him. Um, do you know the most famous of these sleeves, all called strokers, um, was the fleshlight. Have you ever heard of the fleshlight? Instead of a fleshlight? I didn't even know this was a thing. So no. I, <laughs> I, I... They are quite famous because it was an LA policeman who invented this male masturbator that looks like a flashlight, but when you unscrew the top, it looks like a fake vagina, right? And now they are still, they made a fortune from this. Can I just tell you, the people who make my sex toy range, love honey, they went to all the parties with this guy. He owns penthouse suites. He owns private jets. He's made so much money. And all the famous porn stars, they do molds of these women and put them in these things. <laughs> just, just. Oh my gosh. I know there is a I whole would... other world out there. I find them slightly 
creepy, the realistic ones. Okay. So basically if your spouse suddenly starts putting flashlights everywhere in the house, you have to now be very suspicious. Unscrew them and see what's inside. Unscrew them. Unscrew them. (laughs) They are quite, I mean, it's quite a funny story though that an LA cop came up with this. But anyway, most people use don't buy those because they're quite expensive. They're great. I'm not knocking them at anything, but you can buy ones. They're just like silicone sleeves that are noduled and ribbed and you put them over the penis, put loads of lube in, and um, move them up and down. And for a guy who's never had this stimulation, it is quite something. So that's why I'm suggesting it for him as a toy for him because, and also they're really cheap. They're really great toys. And it's a great introduction toy for him. Now, the other thing I would pick is something that's just fun for the two of you. And for those, maybe a tease toy, like a remote controlled egg that you would insert and then hand over the controls to him. And couples love these because you can have fun with them. You can go out shopping in the supermarket. You can go to that dinner party you're dreading and he's got the controls and it's a joke that only the two of you know. And couples love them, honestly. She's looking wide off here. Wait, there's a remote control egg and you're supposed to... Yeah, so you put the egg inside you. He's got the remote. So long as he's within a certain distance, he can press it and suddenly it vibrates. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. They love them. They love them. The other thing that really works well is a bondage kit. Now, by the way, if you're starting out with sex toys, they do starter kits and they are really good value. And they're a great way because they'll just give you a whole heap of stuff that you could just try and go, no, that's not going to work for me. That one will, but this is a bit cheap, so I'll buy a better version. Kits are a great idea, but particularly bondage kits because of all the sexual fantasies that couples take through to reality, being tied up or tying each other up is the one that is by far the most successful. So you're not going to go wrong with that. And they just, rather than going, well, let's play a tie-up game and hunting around the house for things to tie each other up with. It's all there for you. It's Velcro, it's easy, and it's fun. Okay, so I'd highly recommend that. And the other thing maybe is some glass dildos, which A, look absolutely beautiful, or they can do, and you can use them for role play, and they're great for temperature play. You can heat them up and cool them down, and you can have quite a lot of fun with those. So, yeah, vibrator for her, male masturbatory sleeve for him and a fun tease toy. Now, sometimes, I mean, you might just ignore those two stressings for him and her and just go with the fun stuff, but there's so much out there. I mean, there really is. And they are really good value. I'm almost tempted to put together a little parcel and send it to you, Zippy, but I'd be... (laughs) (laughs) No, you can't. I have four kids here. I mean, they are into every single thing I have. I have, like, no private space. My, you know, I have no... Nothing is private. When I'm 95 and we're still doing this, I'll send them to you then. You have to start like the sex toy hotel where people can go and, you know, Uh, all your sex toys will be waiting for you. This is why they keep inventing. That's why they invent sex toys that don't look like sex toys. You know, there's like rubber ducky things that kids play with that the mum can use as a vibrator, which is a bit weird. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Well, (laughs) no, (laughs) do not send me secret rubber duckies and flashlights. Please just don't send me anything. Oh, my gosh. Okay. They're never going to find that. They are going to figure it out. (laughs) Please don't. (laughs) I promise. I promise. Right. Sex to sex tip of the week please right okay if you want sex more than your partner does make sure that it's earth shatteringly good sex because honestly I get sick of people saying oh my partner doesn't want sex and I know the partner and I know that in fact you're not putting any effort in so if you want your partner to have more sex make sure that the sex that you are that's on offer is really really good sex that they have orgasms with so you know rather than moaning about your partner not having the same sex drive they probably do have the same sex drive it's just that the sex isn't cutting it so up your game there you go. Wow. I told him. Wow. <laughs> Tell it like it is. Don't hold back. 
<laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thanks, Tracy. Okay, I'll package up some things for you. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> Okay. Have a great week. Bye. Okay. I'm not I'm never giving you my address, by the way. That's just end of story. Okay. All right. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thanks for listening to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy. If you want more from Tracy, she has a column on Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. So check that out too. Thanks again. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.